Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I sit down with Alyssa LaScala. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. So Alyssa, she is a personal trainer and holistic metabolic coach. She's a Lyme's disease warrior and adrenal fatigue advocate. She first learned uh, firsthand that countless factors that affect your energy level, hunger, mood, and ability to focus, plus the ability to lose weight. Most of them you would never even think of. So her belief is that no matter where you are in life and no matter what is going on, what challenges you're facing, you can design a program and implement lifestyle changes that will work for you and help you restore optimal health and well-being. Her goal is to leave each and every person in a better place than when she found them. So Alyssa and I had a great discussion today, um, a lot about gut health. So I know that was one of my most downloaded podcasts last year, um, was a gut health podcast. And so we really broke down um, what adrenal fatigue is, how to recover from that, um, how Lyme's disease had has affected her health, and how she's kind of worked through all of those issues and um, what she recommends for you guys if you're having any of these symptoms. So it's a great uh, chat today, and I hope you guys learn a lot. So without further ado, here is today's show. Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. Today, I have an awesome guest here. Her name is Alyssa LaScala. So I'm going to kind of kick it over to you, Alyssa, and go ahead and introduce yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Andrea. Yes, my name is Alyssa LaScala. I am a holistic metabolic coach. I'm a personal trainer as well. Um, and I just have a huge passion for all senses of what it means to be fit. And, you know, especially my own health journey within the last several years has gotten me to that point. But I can truthfully say that uh, since the age of eight, I would say is when I was first exposed to um, how much your health status can truly affect your life. Um, my father was diagnosed with lymphoma when I was eight years old. So that's a blood cancer. And, you know, he was that hardworking software engineer. He was a really avid runner. He was a fitness enthusiast. He did all the things that he could in order to be able to make sure that he took, um, you know, the necessary measures in order to be healthy. And at the age of 33, he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so, you know, that was exposure to what it really means um, to be healthy. And that even if we are taking the proper steps, that sometimes things can just happen that are, you know, beyond our control, but there are so many different factors that go into the different causes of those diseases. Um, and so that plus the fact that when I was in, um, when I was in college, I was a junior and I was 20 years old. I got diagnosed with Lyme disease. Um, I have no idea how I long, how long that I had that. Um, but I never found a, a bullseye like most people do. And I was just tired all the time. I was, you know, sleeping for, um, you know, eight to 10 hours at night. And I was um, in college. So, you know, I thought maybe I was just exhausted from the, the really difficult, you know, course um, load that I had, but I wanted to take at least one, if not two naps a day for two to three hours at a time. And my roommates convinced me over my Thanksgiving break that I should go get blood work done. And, um, and I did, and I ended up coming back that I had Lyme, I was Lyme disease positive. And consequently, you know, over the last six years, I got adrenal fatigue, which is something I really do um, address with my clients and something I've gotten a great appreciation and understanding for. And, um, you know, from that point, it's opened up so many different doors for me as far as 
um, adrenal health and the other things that need to be addressed more than just fitness. If you would have asked me six years ago um, how to construct a program, a customized program for one of my clients, it would have been a totally different approach than what I take now just because of the health journey that I have been through. And, um, you know, it is really something that I believe is a blessing because I never would have been able to relate and understand to the clients that come to me with these problems if I hadn't experienced it myself. So I would say that um, that has been the, the biggest eye opener within the last six years that has really um, caused me to, to progress and dive into the education and the knowledge in so many areas other than just being a certified personal trainer, things that you don't learn in school, but that really come from experience. Mm. Yes. How, so how do you think this kind of all played a role? Like probably starting when you were, you know, really young then, how has that kind of laid the foundation for kind of you taking a different approach to your health? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, like I said, I was eight when my dad got diagnosed. So he took on that macrobiotic diet. He took on the um, making sure that you had like the, the lean proteins and the healthy fat sources and trying to get as clean and organic as possible. And so that was um, that was kind of laid out for us. That was implemented to my brother and I as we were growing up. Um, so I was became more conscious of that at that point. Uh, but, but really it was with my own, with my Lyme disease and my adrenal fatigue, with my own experiences. Um, and you know, it has been, it was 12 years after that. It was, I was 20 when I got diagnosed. So, you know, science had advanced so much. Um, but I, I really learned that there is such a balance between looking at Western medicine and, you know, being extremely reliant on pharmaceuticals and antibiotics and things like that to treat things and making sure that you are drawing in the proper nutrition and the holistic regimens in order to be able to um, give that one-two punch to your health because so many people look at it as black or white. It's like Western medicine or holistic, and I've really learned how to integrate them properly. So that has laid the foundation for me healing. So can you tell us a little bit about how you integrated it into your lifestyle? Because I'm a big believer in that as well. So I want to kind of hear your perspective and how that's kind of found that balance because I know some people are sometimes a little bit um, I guess I, I do Ayurveda, if you've heard of that. I like to yeah. practice that. And so that's something that um, introducing that to people and telling them it's still okay to go to the doctor, but here are some other alternative ways to look at your health. So how have you done? Yes. Yeah, that's such a good question. And um, I've just actually met with someone that um, is is a, an official meditation, transcendental type meditation instructor. And um, he was going into the same, um, you know, field of study or, or technique that you were just saying. Um, and so we actually just started talking about herbs and, and things like that. But I'll be honest with you, even though my dad introduced me to natural supplementation, introduced me to um, making sure that you get as many nutrients as you can from whole foods and things like that. I still, I didn't understand the full word of like, holistic. Like when I just heard that, I naturally thought of it as like, oh, it's kind of like hippity dippity, blah, blah, blah. People want to do everything natural. And I honestly, I didn't get it. And so that is why I didn't give it the full um, attention that it deserved. I was, um, you know, ignorance is not bliss, but it was really after I got treated three different times for my Lyme disease with antibiotics and I was not feeling better, even though my tests were coming back negative and I, they said that it was not in my system. I really had no choice but to start looking at the other options and to put my my ego aside and to start educating myself on this. And it wasn't until I started looking at that and looking at natural ways to reduce your stress level and things like that, that I was like, wow, there is such scientific evidence behind just this. You know, I feel like society just 
tells us that, you know, oh, you have this wrong, it's this pharmaceutical, this wrong and that. And so, um, and so many side effects that, you know, you wouldn't know because on these commercials that you see, you know, where they say all the side effects, someone's running and prancing in a, in a field. And so you don't pay attention to the negative side effects where they say you can have a heart attack and die. Um, but yeah, so, so that was really my first exposure to that. And I naturally started integrating it probably about three years ago, because I did focus mostly on Western medicine uh, for the first three years after I was diagnosed. Mm. So that would be like the antibiotics. Did you do any, cause I know like talking about gut health is really kind of yes. what people are talking about a lot. Is that something that you explored then in your treatment? Oh my goodness. Yes. And you know, honestly, it wasn't something that my primary doctor or my chronic disease specialist or my endocrinologist had said anything to me. I went to three different doctors and they treated me with the antibiotics, but the education about making sure that you restore that gut, gut flora wasn't there. I mean, I had actually gotten to the point where my gut was so deteriorated that I had my husband take me to the emergency room then one night because I was in so much pain. And I, even after going to the emergency room, all they said was that my potassium level was really low and that was why I was in so much pain. And it wasn't until several months later when I started seeing my holistic MD that I found that I had leaky gut. I had um, a plethora or an over, um, an over population of certain, you know, yeast in my gut. And there's so many different factors that people just don't know about because doctors are so, um, you know, inclined to be able to just get the clients out there. You know, they're very, very booked and it, they don't end up having to take the time in order to educate people on the importance of making sure you restore that. So yes, that has been huge for me. Mm. Do you do any like probiotics or prebiotics, anything like that now? Or what is your suggestion for people around that? Yes, I do. I actually um, am very, very passionate about this probiotic. Um, it's actually created from a company called LifeVantage. They're the leading company in nutrigenomics, um, which is the study of how natural compounds affect your genes. Um, so it's just becoming a little bit more well-known, that, that vocabulary um, or that term more well-known within the next several years. Um, and I think it'll become very, very well-known and familiar. But this probiotic I'm very passionate about because I had taken many before. I tried to get my probiotics naturally through yogurt and kombucha and you know so many different types. My dad was very familiar with probiotics, spending probably 200 a month on ones that he kept in the refrigerator because you know after he went through chemo and all of that, he really needed to restore his gut. Um, so I became very passionate, especially since I have irritable bowel syndrome myself and I'm lactose intolerant, to be able to take care of my gut. And I'm very, very passionate about this one because it has a technology called BioTract technology, and it is patented by um, you know a, another company who invented that. But this probiotic has this technology where over 60% of the cultures make their way to your GI tract because for the average probiotic, only three to 4% of the cultures make their way to your GI tract because it gets killed off by the stomach acid. It can't last. So with this BioTract technology, it is designed to endure through that acid so that you're getting 60 plus percent versus, you know, three to 4%. So most people with probiotics, if they're not looking to make sure that there is scientific evidence behind um, how those cultures navigate their way to the GI tract, they're really paying for very expensive pee, for lack of better words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've heard that before too, where you're like, oh, why is this pee this color? And a lot of times you're like, well, there I went the multivitamin, for instance. <laughs> yes. <what> <laughs> so what about nutrition then? How did that kind of play a role in helping you heal your gut? Like what are some of the foods, um, if people are out there dealing with these issues that kind of help even irritable bowel okay, can I say it? Irritable <laughs> bowel syndrome <laughs> or IBS, easier to say. Yes. Um, what, do have that? Like, what are some things that you tell people? 
No, that's a very good question because I like to take a very personalized, customized, individualized approach. Um, and I didn't get this specific with people before, but especially again, as I went through my health journey, um, when I had found out that I had my Lyme disease and I went into my adrenal fatigue, I was actually getting ready for a fitness competition. And so I was already eating very clean, um, green beans, eggs, broccoli, chicken, very lean proteins, um, oats, rice, those were very common, like staple foods in my diet. And when I was going through all of this, um, all of this gut issues, uh, my holistic MD had me do a food tolerance test. So they take your blood and they mix it with 200 different food antigens. Now there are so many different types of tests like that out there where they can test your food sensitivities, but they'll rate them on a scale of, you know, one to four, how severe it is. And I had 56 foods come back that were reactive and they actually um, asked my doctor is are you, is she sure she's not pregnant because that's very abnormal and he was like no she's definitely not and it was literally just how much you know havoc and stress my body was in um, but things came back such as green beans eggs oats rice all of these things that you know it depends on somebody's stomach it depends on how specific um, or you know how how stressed they have been and if they have already gone through leaky gut and so it really is an individualized approach so um, if people haven't gone and gotten a food tolerance test or say they don't have the ability to go get one done just because of finances or whatever it may be um, I actually have a, a way of assessing that through daily food journals with people making sure that they write down exactly what foods they do have of course I give suggestions um, but there's some people that could be very good with eggs and other people that um, you know I see that they have gas and bloating right after that and so if you're adding foods into your diet that are more um, difficult for your body to digest you know you're not going to be able to heal you're not going to be able to digest them and take the macronutrients in the same way and so it is really a person-to-person -person basis and we do that through the analyzation of those food diaries hmm. So did you like, were you able to tell at all like that you were had something going on with your gut or just were a little off? So like, for instance, having, you know, eating those eggs and those green beans, did you feel bloated or anything after eating them? Or was this something that just kind of came out of the blue for you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I could have guessed with some things. I knew with broccoli, I felt more bloated. I knew with eggs, I absolutely felt more bloated. I mean, that was really obvious to me, but when it came to things such as like the rice and oats and other things like that, they were in, um, their, their, their symptoms or their signs didn't seem to be as, uh, as noticeable, but of course I didn't isolate them out. So it was just something that was a little bit more noticeable to me, but, um, yeah, it, it really, it really just depends. It is something that some of them I was surprised by and other ones I, I could have pinpointed that for sure. <laughs> I love that. So it's kind of just telling people, just kind of listening to your body too. So if you think something's going on, that's where that food journaling comes into play and knowing, okay, well, I do feel bloated after I have broccoli or yeah. don't feel well after eggs or dairy, you know, noticing those little things. Cause sometimes I don't think we take the time to do that. That's exactly it. It really is a lot of, it's amazing how much you can figure out on your own when you take the time to be conscious about it. It really is incredible. Mm. So then, you know, I want to touch a little bit about the Lyme's disease then. Sure. So after you were diagnosed with that, did that change your approach to fitness or your fitness routine or how has that kind of affected your life now? At first it did not. When I first got diagnosed, because I'll be honest, um, when my doctor had said, I, I was starting to freak out when I got my positive result back. And when they said, oh, well, all you're going to do is take a 21 day round of doxycycline. I said, okay. <laughs> so they seemed so nonchalant about it. Yeah. So I was nonchalant. And um, you know, I, I ended up just continuing to, to go through the antibiotics and they said, you know, it'll take up to six months for me to get my energy back, but I worked out as much as I could that way. Um, it really wasn't until probably the last 
year and a half um, that I realized if I didn't cut back and put my my pride and my ego aside and you know take the time to really heal myself because demanding more from your body through the stress that happens during physical activity, whether it's healthy for you or not to work out, when your body is under that much stress and your cortisol levels are already very depleted, it's very difficult um, for your body to be able to heal when you're constantly asking more from it and it just does not have what it needs in order to be able to heal. So I ended up pulling back and I went from you know working out five to six days a week uh, for two hours at a time and having no issue doing that and exercise being my total outlet for everything in life to having to go down to, you know I work out one day a week for 30 to 45 minutes. And um, it was something that was very difficult for me. There were multiple times that I walked out of the gym crying and my husband would be like, what's wrong? And I would get so frustrated because I couldn't do what I was doing before. And at 26 years old, I was like, I cannot believe that that quickly, you know, it seemed quickly to me. It was just a year where, you know, I really ended up, um, you know, pulling back on what I was doing. And, you know, some of it was that I knew I had to pull back. And some of it was that I knew um, that was just what my body was demanding. And so it was very hard, but it is, like I said, it has been a blessing because I know all of this is happening for a reason and my body needs to heal. So I needed to respect that. Mm. So does the Lyme disease kind of just blur right into the adrenal fatigue? Is it all just kind of came together? So, um, like I said, the, the Lyme disease kind of consequently led to adrenal fatigue. So many people aren't familiar with that term. Are you, are you familiar with that? I do, but I want the listeners to know in case they are not familiar with what in the world adrenal fatigue actually is. Absolutely. So most people, um, are not as familiar with it. A lot of people have heard of chronic fatigue syndrome or maybe Addison's disease. And so those have been two terms that have been used to, to label anyone that has basically gone to their doctor and said, I'm tired all the time. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm getting enough sleep. I feel like I'm exercising. Um, no, I'm not depressed because a lot of times when people say they're tired, the first thing that doctors want to do is, oh, well, well, maybe you're upset about symptoms. Maybe you're depressed and we should try Zoloft or Lexapro or something. And, um, or, you know, just, just trying to find other reasons and their levels come back normal when they do other tests. And so they feel at a loss the same way that I did when I felt like even after I got treated for my Lyme and I'm still tired all the time and my doctors are doing test after test and saying, you know what, you just need to relax a little bit. And at that point when they had exhausted, quote unquote, exhausted all of the options to do tests that would have been able to, you know, find a reason for me being fatigued. That was when I I remember going home to my dad and saying, I am, I I don't know what else to do. And I know I'm not crazy. I was 23 at that point. And I was like, I know there's something wrong. Like, why have I gone to three different doctors and I can't figure this out? And so that's when I started talking to other people with Lyme disease um, that I knew and asked them what other doctors they went to see. And I told them, I was like, listen, my tests are coming back negative for my Lyme. So will they still see me even though it's coming back negative? right now, but I have every single symptom still left over. And I found somebody who was willing to see me. And there are actually a lot more now. If you, um, if you just know the right people to ask and you really do your networking, you can find doctors that will be willing to see you for sure. Um, but I ended up going to him and that was when he was the one to educate me that so many people with a chronic disease, whether it be Lyme disease, whether it be um, diabetes, fibromyalgia, um, anyone that's just going through an extreme, you know, emotional loss, financial stress, any type of stress translates into what's called, you know, oxidative stress in your body. Everybody's got it. And I'm telling you, when your body's under stress and your body's demanding more um, hormones to be pumped and you're constantly in that fight or flight state, 
your body gets drained, your adrenals that emit all of these hormones get so exhausted that they just take a crap. They just take a total poop and they're like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep up with this stress. And so that is really what adrenal fatigue is for in layman's terms is that your body has been under stress for so long that those adrenals can't function the same way. So this is affecting all of the hormones that are emitted by these adrenals. So your progesterone levels, estrogen, testosterone, your thyroid is linked to this. Even though thyroid hormones are not emitted by the adrenals, it is all connected, your pituitary gland. And so, um, you know, I've become so passionate about being educated on this because I have countless clients come to me and say, I have related to your story because doctors tell me they don't know what else to do with me. They think that I'm crazy. And adrenal fatigue is just now starting to be looked at as as a serious problem, as an actual issue. Mm. So if someone's looking to kind of, um, I guess, discover if they have it, what are kind of the steps for them to kind of go through? Very good question. Um, because it, it is difficult. You can't just go to a, um, a Western medicine doctor. You can't go to your primary doctor and say, test me for adrenal fatigue because there is no one single test. And so what they do is, like I said, when it, since the adrenals emit these specific hormones, if you test those hormone levels um, that you know are affected by fatigued adrenals or exhausted adrenals, and you see that those are skyrocketing or they are very low, you're testing your cortisol levels, they are a tremendous indicator of the health of your adrenals, that is um, how you'll truly be able to figure out where you are. And every doctor, like I said, because this is becoming um, more well-known now, um, you know, doctors will have different points of views as far as the ranges of certain hormones that they'll want to look at. But if you go to a holistic MD, um, they will most likely, you know, be on the boat when it comes to adrenal fatigue and assessing the hormones that are emitted by those glands so that you're able to see where your insufficiencies are. Mm. And mainly the solution, I guess, from what I'm hearing is just to rest and listen to your body. Well, and supplementation as well. So for example, if you have um, cortisol levels where, you know, they're supposed to start high in the morning and they gently start to go off um, towards the end of the day, of course, you know, they go their deepest when you're sleeping. If there are people that are basically completely flatlined in cortisol, there are some doctors that will supplement through hydrocortisone tablets um, and you will, you know, naturally supplement with hormones uh, to be able to basically give your body a break. Uh, that was something that was very scary to me when my doctor approached me with that because I knew that people that took hormones or steroids, a lot of times they gained weight. And of course, me being the fitness freak I am, I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, that's <laughs> off the table. And he said, Alyssa, why? And it was because I didn't understand. So he he basically laid it out for me very simply that because my levels were so very low to the point where they weren't even at functional or optimal level, mm -hmm. there was no way that I would have ever gained weight unless it was something that was so much higher than the average person. So I was just trying to get mine to be the regular level, the normal level. There was no way that I was going to get to the point where it was such an overabundance of steroids and hormones that I was going to gain weight. And so um, it really allows your body to, to supplement with what it doesn't have, to supplement with the cortisol that it is so exhausted of, to be able to take the time to heal. So um, through supplementation for the gut, such as probiotics, um, through supplementation of you know Protandum, the NRF2 
activator um, with the company that I am partnered with, LifeVantage. Um, I am very passionate about that as something that has been a huge proponent in my healing because it's the only supplement proven to lower the oxidative stress level in your body. And of course, as I said, that's a, that's a huge trigger for any disease ailment condition out there. Um, so proper supplementation is huge. And then yeah, rest and starting to control your mind and your environment and the people that you're around. I realized very quickly who I was willing to, you know, allow in my life and suck my energy because I only had so much of it. So you have to do a reassessment and a checkup from the neck up and the people that you surround yourself with the most. Oh. So what does your current workout routine look like then now? Um, it has, I'll, I can go in, honestly, to be honest with you, Andrea, I will go in and, um, have one idea as far as what I'm going to do. And I have to listen to my body because I can go in and say, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this high intensity interval training and I will, you know, go through two, three sets. And I'm like, yep, the body's not going to do that today. And it really has come down to, um, listening to my body and, and taking, taking what it says like not for granted and just taking it as a guidance and hey, that's what I'm going to need to do. But I do try and um, make sure that I take my adequate rest periods. I will go in and I do try and do interval training. Um, that seems to work the best for me. And I know a lot of people with adrenal fatigue um, will do interval, but it doesn't necessarily need to be high intensity interval training, but making sure, you know, you do those bursts and then you take the adequate rest. But some people do better with uh, you know, a steady state. So it does depend on the person. But for me, I do try to do intervals as best I can to be able to keep it effective, but short. Mm, I like that. So yeah. I want to talk like the mindset because that, I mean, as you spoke about it earlier, like going from like five, six days a week, like being at the gym for an hour, hour and a half, whatever you wanted to be there for to now having to cut back and, you know, stopping if your body's telling you, Hey, two sets, that's it. What are some of those mindset techniques that you've incorporated or that can help other people learn to kind of take it down a notch if they need to? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, it's still, it's still something that I'm working on. I, I think it constantly is, especially when that was, um, you know, such a huge part of my life for so long. Uh, but I am a spiritual person. Um, I do believe that God is my savior. And so the thing that really helps ground me the most, and I will go into some, you know, thought processes as well. But the thing that I try to keep at the forefront of my mind is that I am going through this for a reason. And I have to trust that it is it is meant to happen the way that God wants it to happen. And I guess I, I look at my dad as um, he's my motivator when it comes to that, because I see what my dad has gone through. He used to be the same way as me before he got diagnosed with cancer. But yet at the same time, the amount of people he's been able to touch and the lessons that my brother and I have learned and just the way that it's totally revolutionizes life, even though it has seemed like such a burden in some areas, it has seemed like a blessing in others. And, you know, one of the things he's taught me is to remember that, like, just be glad that I could even walk into the gym. Like I have to be grateful that I could even go and do something because there are some people who are too sick that will never be able to even do one workout a week or wouldn't even, don't even have the ability to walk. So they can't even get into the gym and stretch or whatever. And so I still have to be so eternally grateful for the abilities that I do have. At the same time, I also, it still doesn't make it much easier to, to know of what you were capable of before to have to go back to this. And then sometimes you get into this, this mind battle and like, wow, you know what? Cause sometimes people say it's mind over matter. And so I'm like, wait, 
am I really tired today or do I need to push myself more? And so it is difficult sometimes when you're trying to assess yourself, you're wondering, am I listening to my body or is my mind defeating me? And so everybody has that. I really do feel that that's something that it just comes with time being able to truly predict and, and, and master what your body is telling you. But you know, in the meantime, I just, I just have to trust that honestly, I just connect to my higher power. And I say, this is what I feel that you're telling me to do. So I'm going to go with it. And you just, that's all you can do is tap into what you feel your body is telling you. And, you know, in the meantime, being able to focus on my nutrition and those other aspects makes me, I have the power with that. And that's something that a lot of people underestimate is the power of reaching a health or weight loss goal um, and, and keeping good internal health through nutrition and supplementation. So just because I'm weak in one area doesn't mean I can't strengthen another. And so that's kind of how I've accommodated that um, and staying strong by just surrounding myself with people that have the strong mindset as well. Mm. I like that. And I want to talk about that kind of the p- knowing when to push through or f- knowing, okay, no, my body really it's done because I actually just had a client ask me that. And she was kind of going through the same thing. Like, am I just being lazy by not finishing this? Like, I feel like I'm tired, but maybe it's just my mind that's kind of conking out on me. Do you, how do you decipher between those two? Cause I know I had a tough time kind of telling her, okay, well you just kind of know, but then a tangible, how do you know? I will tell you that most times it is your mind. It is totally your mind. And, um, I, it really is an individual basis, especially, you know, for example, for your client, I mean, it depends for me, if that was my client saying something to me about that, I would want to know their background. If this is someone that I started with and I know, um, already has these symptoms of adrenal fatigue is already suffering with, you know, I have clients that have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, PCOS. I have people that have been under, you know, tremendous stress from, you know, even just women going through premenopause or they had multiple births or things like that, where I can identify the signs of stress within their body. And so I, I really do my best to help them analyze that, to be able to say, yeah, you know what, you should kind of pull back. If you're focusing on your nutrition, you should be okay. Like that really is your safety net because it's 80% of the battle when it comes to achieving this goal. But most of the time it really is the mindset. So um, it kind of depends on where their health stands before that. But many times, you know, I, I give the same suggestion as you and I'll just say, you know, your mind will usually fail before your body. But if you truly assess where your body is at right now and you're thinking, you know, could you push through more that it's, it's usually that, that gut instinct of, yeah, I could go like they, they know in the back of their head and going through that, um, that conversation with you sometimes helps them identify that. Um, Mm. so that's the best suggestion, but yeah, it is something that's very tough and it is a, a a person to person basis when it comes to whether I would tell them to keep grinding it out or to, to lay off because I don't want to damage their health any further than it is depending on where they started. Mm, that's great advice. So I've also noticed, um, cause we recently became Facebook friends that you do Facebook lives. Yes. So what is the inspiration for these Facebook lives that I keep seeing? Um, yeah, so they, they cover all different things. I, you know, last week I just did something that was specifically on um, mindset. I was inspired on a Sunday after listening to, um, a, a sermon. And so I had something that I felt was a good uh, mindset minute that I wanted to share with people. Um, but a lot of times I do address things that I feel aren't addressed as much in the health and fitness world when it comes to, you know, specific foods such as, you know, I did one called what about broccoli? And it was really about, um, you know, I had done a little 
post a survey or poll on my Facebook, you know, probably a couple of days before I had done that live or that video. And I had said, you know, what's the most common green vegetable that, that you eat? And broccoli was the most common one. And so I made sure that I pointed out to people in this, hey, did you know that that's actually the number one um, vegetable that contributes to gas and bloating? If you're wondering why you may be having, you know, gastrointestinal distress or you have issues like that. And so really I try and, and taper them towards issues that people, um, of course, are going to find value in, but that may not be addressed in the regular world, just little things that people can change in their, in their diet, in their routine that can make a big difference for them. So I'm always looking for feedback from people, but sometimes it's just something that could inspire me. You know, two weeks before that, I did a Facebook Live on each individual line um, or product in the physique smart weight management line that I use. So anything really about education in general, um, or just something that's inspiring me that day. It depends, but I'm always looking for feedback. So it varies from week to week. Mm, I love that. I like the broccoli one too. That's, that is a really good idea. And to educate people on that. Yeah. Um, so are you working on any projects currently that are kind of lighting you up or that you're excited to work on? Um, yes. So I am actually working on um, a... I'm working on an ebook that is... I actually ended up posting a a post was probably like three weeks ago at this point. Um, and I've been so overwhelmed with clients that it hasn't um, moved along as quickly as I want it to. But I finally <laughs> got to the point where I closed, um, you know, a great, um, a great month that I had to, had to squeeze in here. It actually was the end of this month today, especially in my other business. Um, I had a lot of people that I was launching their new businesses with them this month. Mm -hmm. um, but I had actually made a post about what the common foods are that people go to when they forget their foods at home or if they're not someone that meal preps and the places that they stop, the fast food places that they go to most frequently. And so my goal is to be able to make it so that, you know, we all get caught in these, in these um, you know, predicaments where we just forgot our food at home or we just didn't prepare our food or, you know, we want to be able to get something quick and healthy on the go and the kids want to go to McDonald's, but what choice could I make there that's better. And so I did this survey where I wanted to ask people their common places so that I'm going to take like the top 10 and I'm actually going to write out like the, the top one or two meals at each of these locations that I would suggest for people to get if they're in a pinch. So to be able to have that quick, um, that quick backup option and then break down how I do meal planning and what the best way is to meal prep and the different, you know, quote unquote hacks in order to do that. That is actually my next project. So, um, my ebook, right now is really what I'm working on the most. And then I'm always in the process of uh, creating my, um, my videos and my YouTube channel as well. And I'll be incorporating them in an ebook, but yeah, so that's my, that's my next project right now. That sounds like such a fun and good idea. I'm I mean, excited. I was just this morning, like I forgot my, I didn't have any breakfast food. So I was like, Oh no, well I can, you know, work out an empty stomach. That's fine. But now what? Like now I'm away from the house. I have nothing. So I love that you're giving those ideas so people can have that because it happens yes. to everyone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so where um, can we find you online? You can find me a couple of places. So I, like I said, um, or like you said, we became Facebook friends. So I do have a personal Facebook page. Um, Alyssa Landis Lascala is my name there. Um, and I also have a business page, Fit With Liss, L-Y-S-S. Um, so I do have that as my coaching page. Um, I do have an Instagram handle that is Fit With Liss as well. And you can also find me on my website at fitwithlist.com. Um, and I also have a YouTube page attached 
attached to that. So you can find um, info about my services, uh, the specific products that I recommend with my clients, uh, testimonials, the different blogs that I've done. Um, you can find my free metabolic jumpstart guide there as well. You'll be able to find my future ebook there too. And you can find all the videos on my Facebook lives. I always upload them to my website as well. So you can find content on multiple places. I love it. Tell me about this metabolic jumpstart guide quick. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to have um, something where people were able to have a little bit of a sneak peek as to what I do with my clients. So I ended up putting together a 16, maybe it's 17 page um, guide of you know, the, the basic principles and practices of what I suggest with my clients as far as, um, you know, how I suggest to meal prep, the different types of seasonings and whatnot that I would suggest, the staple types of foods that I find have been, um, you know, the most nutritious, have the lowest glycemic index and things like that when you're looking at staple foods to, to prep in bulk, um, proper uh, proper consumption when it comes to hydration, different supplement suggestions, things like that. And this is a free tool that you're able to access when you subscribe to my website. So you can just go and um, honestly, I think it's on the bottom of almost any page here. Uh, you have the, the little, um, I don't know what you call it, form, I guess, for lack of better words, that you can go to and uh, you just fill out your, you know, your first and last name, put your email in there and you will get a direct link to my free metabolic jumpstart guide. And that will give you access to, um, to the, to the full PDF file. And then every time I send out emails with updates um, or advice, tips and tricks, you will get the email directly towards you and you can unsubscribe at any time if you want. There's no um, obligation. And of course we don't share information either. So it was just a great way in order for people to be able to get a little snapshot of the types of things I do with my um, customized clients. That sounds awesome. All right. Well, I want to wrap up with a couple uh, questions for you. Sure. So the first one, since we're on the Peaceful Power podcast, what does peaceful power mean to you? Uh, peaceful power, I guess for me, it would just mean a total inner peace. And I think that that comes from um, all the four key components that I incorporate with my clients. So I very strongly feel that mindset, nutritional health, fitness, and adrenal health um, coincide to bring total inner peace because you can have inner peace with your mind. But when it comes to the nutritional and fitness aspects and the adrenal health, I realize if one of them is lost, um, we do lose peace in one way or another. So finding that inner peace for yourself is, um, I guess what I would, I would, um, describe that or describe that definition as. I like that. And that's definitely true. Cause I work with some senior citizens and having both the mind and the body working together is key. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so finally, I like to give a little weekly challenge to the listeners. And then when I have guests on, I usually have you guys throw out a little weekly challenge. So it can be anything that we talked about today in particular that you want people to kind of go out there and try. Absolutely. You know what? I feel um, that I, I would challenge all of you guys to to write down, to record in one way or another, whether it's on, you know, a notebook or in your phone or in my fitness pal, whatever it may be, I challenge you to keep note for just seven days. That's it of the foods you eat when you eat them and how you feel 
after you eat them because I truly feel that this is such a powerful tool that people really underestimate. And even if you only do it for, even if you only do it for three days, for you to be able to have that written down for you, it is so powerful to have it in front of your face and know, wow, this is how I'm feeling after that. And it's going to open your eyes so much more to maybe places that you can start and implement changes uh, that you wouldn't have realized if you wouldn't have been conscious about it. So being conscious about the foods you consume, what times and how you feel within the next 30 minutes after them, do it for three to seven days. And I, and I would love to hear how you guys feel and your results. So I would love if you guys could go to, you know, my Facebook page on fit with lists and, uh, you know, post and let me know how that went for you. Mm, yes. I love that. That's a great challenge. Well, thank you so much. It's been so fun to have you on today, Alyssa. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. I really appreciate it. No problem. And I want everyone to go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power Podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the Peaceful Power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.